0: Tip. Good
1: afternoon, it is March 14th, 2022, you're listening to a little column A, a little column B, hosted by Will and co-hosted by Zach Bishop. How are you doing today, buddy?
0: What is going on, Will? It is still March, we're still marching that way. I thought that today's pod would just be exclusively March Madness, until, right as the bracket is being announced, huge news out of the football world. You have been banging on the door saying he is not done and sure enough tom brady i don't even think it's been a full two months after retiring is saying all the way back it is not rumored it is not maybe it's not leaning it is straight from him i am coming back
1: so i'm not gonna act surprised by this i felt like it was an unfinished business sort of retirement where he still had something left in the tank And I look at all these other teams across the league that are now left remaining without their quarterbacks, who Tom Brady isn't returning to, and I feel like he still has an upper hand. He has an advantage. There's still something left to prove over there, as well as I'm not scared of a single team in the NFC. I I may even go out to say that he's returning to maybe the best team in the NFC right now, and I don't even know if he's going to play for this team. I still think he's going to find a way to play for the San Francisco 49ers. I was most shocked when I heard he was unretiring that he was essentially forced to come back here. Where I think Bruce Arians has even made comments prior to the retirement or post retirement saying, well, if he comes back, he's got to play with us. I, it, there's some contract situations. I don't know. I'm, I'm happy he's back. I understand why he's back. I, I, I'm sure that Aaron Rodgers' contract is uh, in the back of his mind a little bit. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. This guy's worth this much and he's done what? And, you know, like, I, I just feel like there's plenty to prove out there as well as he didn't have a bad year last year, he was a fully capable quarterback. You would still draft this guy ahead of, I, I don't know, probably what? How many quarterbacks do you think are ahead of him right now? Like, who would you rather have? It's a short list, nonetheless. Is the point? It's so, real short. So, why not? Why not one more? You know, if you don't want to do it, I get it. He's got nothing else to prove. But why not? Like, it. it, it I haven't seen enough evidence to prove that this guy can't play football anymore, or that you can't win a championship with this guy. And I, I think just two months of that being in his head, he's like, they're right. This is true. I can do this again. So here we are. It looks like he's going to return to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I talked about how I think they're going to be one of the more favorite teams because I don't know who else you should be scared of. But in the back of my mind, I still feel like he's going to end up finding a way to the Niners over there. Do you think he's going to end up playing for Tampa Bay the whole year, this following year? I He mentions
0: Tampa right, right and the, all of it right in his uh, his – I don't know what you call it, his unretiring uh, announcement. So I think if he hadn't said anything, that that door would still be open, but I, I don't think he can you know, end it with, I'm coming back from my 23rd season in Tampa and then try to go somewhere else. I'm pretty sure that you, you mentioned Bruce Arians a little bit, that he had said, yeah, we're not going to trade Tom Brady. And I think that, I mean, this doesn't happen very often, but I don't think that to get out of a contract, you can just retire for two months and then come back. And then it's just like, Oh, yep. You're a free agent. Now you can just do whatever you want. I don't think you're able to do that. Cause I think we would have seen that before. And maybe you guys did do that in the past. And that was a loophole. The NFL said, yeah, we're, we're, gonna, we're going to, we're going to close that right up. But I think you're, you're exactly right that and we, we talked about this when he retired, when the, the, the rumors of his retirement, it was just, he had a great year. Why, why now? And I think I'm, I'm way more surprised at the retirement than at the young retirement
1: the, the timing of it, too. It's, the season's over. You just got your ass kicked. There's no reason to feel good about anything. But, you know, two months go by. Maybe I do still have something left in the tank. Maybe maybe I can take a couple more hits. Maybe maybe the body is recovering a little bit better. And And today's the day or yesterday was the day where I think that all just amounted up to, you know what, I don't know why I made this decision then. I don't know why he felt like he had to make the decision then. It felt like it leaked out, and then I think he wanted to take more control of the situation of saying, no, I'm going to retire on my power, not under the rumors of whatever everyone else thinks. I need to make a statement. And I think at the time the statement was, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want all these rumors to be swirling around. I'm just going to retire and let everything cool off only to – kind of make his actual decision you know months later it was way too soon to make the decision which is why i was kind of on the bandwagon of this i would back to some degree i wouldn't have been shocked if he sat out this entire year and then came back next year or at some point joined the team halfway but to do it like this this is giving him the best odds of actually winning this year i think the other ones were just kind of these hail marys maybe we throw tom brady into any team and he's just able to make it work but starting it off this season this early I, i like i said i just like his odds i i Give me a reason to bet against this guy because I can't find the reason. I, I still feel like these are all good decisions. Now, Tampa Bay is not quite the same team that they were two years ago, let alone the team they were last year, and that's with some of the struggles. But I look at all the other teams and the improvements that they've made across the league, and he's still in the NFC. The AFC is the one division that's getting better, the one conference that is improving. I don't see any NFC team that's truly like a remarkable more of a threat this year than they were last year. So why not run it back? They had good odds. They had a good year. So I am all for it. I can't yeah, believe we're talking about this in March again though.
0: These these are all the things that we talked about uh and everyone's been saying two months two months it it, it was 40 days ago. Like it we're, two months it hasn't even been two months. It's barely been over over 1 month. It's just so weird that if you were if he's changed his mind so quickly. What what has changed in those 40 days? Because clearly when he made the decision you don't make that sort of decision lately. You you know you can for sure reverse it, but I don't think you really want to be playing this game of back and forth. I don't think it was this, I don't think it was contract related. I don't think it was. I think maybe I'm wrong here, but if if LeBron had done something like this, it's he does things similar to this to put pressure on the management to make the moves that he wants to be made. But I just don't really see that from from Brady as much. And like I said, maybe, maybe I'm incorrect on that. And you know some of the moves that have been made were because brady said well i'll come back if you do x but that's for sure not getting uh getting leaked out I, I was not as confident as you were but i thought it was well in the realm of possibility that he would come back but definitely not in march like for the agency is just starting today or the tampering period or whatever they call it i i figured for sure he at least waits through the summer before you know there's rumors coming out you know, you missed some practices but it's like he hasn't even missed mini-camps or anything. Like, that's the whole veteran move of you just wait and then, you know, ah, all right, you're getting into real camp? Okay, yep, I want to be back.
1: Well, you know it's, why? It's really bizarre. This team can still get better. This team can still scoop up a bunch of free agents right now. And I don't think they could have done that 40 days ago without Tom Brady. They, they needed him to say, hey, I'm in. I'm all in. I'm ready to do this. Come sign a one-year deal. Let's do this one more time. Versus if he does that months from now, all those guys, what are they supposed to do? They're supposed to wait for maybe the possibility of Tom Brady coming back and turn down the money for X, Y, and Z teams that are saying, hey, I don't know what's going on in Tampa. That guy may or may not come back, but we'll take you right now. Our quarterback is already signed up with a contract and ready to go. He's not 44 years old either. But I think there's going to be a chance for this last return, this last Hail Mary with all these last-second free agents of who knows who, that are now going to come all walking into Tampa Bay for this one last run to play with Tampa Brady. Tampa Tampa Bay and Tom Brady. I, I think it's going to be an exciting thing for the NFL as well. We talked about the business decision side of it of why would you not want to have one last game for Tom Brady in every single stadium across the country? This is just printing money essentially. So it all makes sense well, for you, everybody.
0: You, you mentioned this uh, yesterday that, like, oh, okay, well, yeah, now, now's your chance. Like now, like last season, but I don't know if it is his last season. If he has a season like he did last year, even if it's a a, a step below what he did last season, it's still a well. Yeah, he could still start in the NFL. So I don't know if this is the oh, this is the farewell season. I I, I could easily I, I could see it going either way, and he may not announce it, kind of like he did uh, like this year. There was no there was there was some rumors, and definitely towards the end it got stronger, but. Going into it, it w- it was not a not a locked in. I've announced it at the end. Like this is all over.
1: It, it's an unbelievable story. It's not over yet. I think that's the exciting thing. We all know who what Tom Brady's favorite Super Bowl is. It's the next one. He's got one more chance that wasn't available weeks ago, and it's available now. One more for Tom. My God, I can't believe we're gonna do it one more time. It's it's exciting. I you keep I,
0: saying one more time. It could be
1: multiple times. It could be. It could be. I, I don't think he can't play anymore. I haven't seen enough evidence of him struggling. I, I don't know if he can be as consistent throughout an entire season, but I still think he's capable of stringing together whatever amount of games you need from the wild card to the Super Bowl of giving your team a really good chance of winning. It, it's, it's, it's a mind-blowing time by a mind-blowing guy. I don't know if he thought he needed to dedicate more time to his family and then realize that you know, his family's got other things going on in their lives too. You do, it's fun to be part of it all, but when you don't have anything else going on, and everyone else is still trying to get their life together, whether it's the kids or the wife is definitely not the. She's busy, all right. She's she's doing stuff. She's not just sitting around at home. I I promise you, all everyone, the, uh, everyone in his relation has some sort of form of uh, activity or hobby or pursuing some something. <laughs>
0: I think that was uh, he, that was one of my my favorite memes. Is just. Tom Brady spends one month with his kids and just, no, nope, absolutely not. I want to go back. I want to I go back to going to work. Get
1: me out of the house. I don't, even, I don't even think it's get me out of the house. I think you just realize that you don't need that much time to be part of that. Like, he's an organized guy. He knows what he's doing. I think he knows what it takes to be a successful NFL player. But I also think he's figured out how to be part of everything else as well. And the addition of more time for that didn't really, I don't think, make that experience that much better. But this is outside looking in. I don't know anything about any of that. This could just be purely on You know what? I woke up today some of these body parts were really hurting a month ago. They're not hurting as much anymore. I feel like I can do it one more time. Now, he may take one hit week 2 and say, "You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm out. I'm done." Like he could just walk away anytime. He doesn't have to prove anything to anyone. I I doubt that he'll give up in that sort of situation, but you know, he he could be one hit away from saying, "You know, this just isn't worth it anymore." So I, if I'm Tampa Bay, let let's let's sign some free agents. Let's maybe uh, figure out this head coaching situation on whether or not you want to move forward with Arians, or if he is also on the way out. I mean, the, the story with him is just so, it just seems so uncomfortable with, by all the dialogues. Like it just seems like he he doesn't know how to bite his tongue about anything about Tom Brady, and he's not shy about just voicing controversial things that you could just you just don't need to say. It just, just feels like he's got this leg up on being the coach, and he does to some degree, but you're just a coach. You're not Tom Brady. There's nothing in the world that's going to convince anybody that you're more valuable than Tom Brady, and he just seems to want to prove that every chance he gets with every little interview and every little quirk mark, and it's just it's a weird, weird coaching situation. I don't, I don't know if he'll be there by the end of the year. I It seems, it seems like that relationship is fading out a little bit, but I, I still think there's a chance he's not even in Tampa Bay by the end of the year. Unless, like, all these free agents start walking in. So I, I, I could see a lot of a lot of player movement happening and maybe coaching movement happening over the next couple of weeks here. Because it's still March. There's so much time to make all this happen. It's not even, it's not even close to, like, real football season. No. But you know what season it is? Is, is there anything else you want to get to about this?
0: Uh, there's at least one thing. I feel like I had a second thing, but I'll get to the first thing uh, first. Yesterday, a guy uh, bought... Tom Brady's last thrown uh, football uh, for a touchdown for over $500,000. And then this news comes out, I don't even think it's been 24 hours later. That can't be a great feeling.
1: (laughs) No, but does the story still give that ball value? Like this was what we thought at this time? Or is it just, it turns into just a regular old ball? Like, I still think it has value. I think it turns into,
0: it turns into kind of a regular uh, I mean, uh, but it might be still worth something, but definitely not uh not the price he just paid for it. Where it's not, I couldn't even waited a month and just been like, oh yeah, I got this, got this last one. Tell all your friends. It's like the next day you can't even tell your friends that. It's
1: like, yeah, see what I did. You know, when you're making that sort of purchase, I have to imagine you're a huge football fan with you know, uh, you're you're flush with cash. All right, this this I don't think you you sold the house, the car. Just so you could buy this, and now you're you're living on the side of the road with at least this football, right? I think, I think it's a it's a risk you had factored in when making this decision, and that this isn't really going to be a, such a life changing thing for them. It's unfortunate, but you know what? You're fortunate enough where you were in the situation where you could actually afford something of that price tag. So I'm sorry, but not sorry. You know, <laughs> like. <laughs> Like you're, you're still doing okay. I think you'll be all right. I don't think the football is worthless at this point. And if anything, maybe you use it as a collector's item to package it with something else down the road. And that's what collectors always like. They like things that are rare, that have a story behind it, that everybody is kind of familiar with. And this is a story about a player that's going to be a rare situation that no one else is going to have. So I, I still think it'll hold value. It maybe won't pay you back quite as uh, recent. I think you you're more disappointed if this wasn't as much of an investment as it was a purely collectible of I want to have Tom Brady's last thrown football football ball or whatever. Like I, I just think that part is is unfortunate if it was on that. But I, I feel like when you're spending that kind of money, there's no way it's entirely that. It can't be. There has to be some sort of financial gain out of this as well. And I don't think that's sailed entirely. I'd,
0: I'm pretty sure he just lost that
1: financial gain. <laughs> I, I you just gonna have to hold on to it longer. It's a longer investment. Just just it. And you, and you know what? It's not like the players care about... This. Tom doesn't care about that. His decision... Was he supposed to un, not retire? Stay retired so this guy can... Oh, oh,
0: oh it's, not, it's nothing to do with, with Tom Brady. It's just uh, um, bringing up some some guy's misfortune.
1: Well, it sounds like he's been pretty fortunate in life. Sorry, sorry he got burned by that. that. That That's too bad. Uh, All right, we're talking about time of year right now. It's crazy that we're talking football. It somehow manages to find its way onto this podcast, regardless of the time of year. But you know what? It's our favorite time of the year, regardless... With March Madness starting this week, we do the tournament every week, we do the bet consequences at the end of the tournament. Lots and lots of things to announce right now. Selection Sunday was last night, the bracket is out. I've got some statistics to share with you about a couple, you know, tips and uh maybe teams to keep an eye out for. Uh any uh, any initial reactions to the seeding? Were you shocked by a couple things or do you think there's a a favorite, you know, portion of the bracket or a quarter of the bracket here?
0: I thought that the uh, the selection committee did a did a good job. I don't think there were any glaring omissions. You always have some teams that were on the bubble that, you know, you, you, I really thought like they, they could have made it. And you know, some some of the other teams. And then and if you know, there's always like kind of the, the arguments back and forth. Definitely some of the recency bias with uh, Texas A and M, who had struggled in the middle of their season, lost let's see, eight games in a row, but. Beat florida auburn and arkansas in the sec tournament so in the last week just like oh those are some some pretty big wins uh do not get does not get the win against tennessee where if they had won that they would have been the sec champion would have got the auto bid so that's probably the closest one but like i said you, you lose that many games in the middle of the season this is not how have you played in the last month it's how have you played this entire season so i can't argue uh argue too much for that uh always fun seeing how the other uh, bracket comes out in the way that it's announced piece by piece. And then you, you get the full picture. And then you start looking into, you know, second round matchups and you start looking at, okay, uh, what, what, uh you know, time, what time are they playing? I, I think you could definitely, uh, or I for sure start overthinking it of, Oh, well, you know, usually there's one day of upsets and one day without upsets. So like which, which of these days I think is going to have more of the upsets, but I, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I was a fan. Was, was there something specific that was that was jumping out to you I think it's always hard to say like one whole region there's just so many teams
1: I I think the best region which is unfortunate for Duke I think the best region is the western region with Gonzaga at one and Duke at two I just think teams like Boise State Arkansas Michigan State Vermont they're 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 scrappy they're hot they're they're capable of a lot of things and I don't know if I've seen quite enough of a dominant performance out of Duke but you know there's something about Duke is last. Coach K run. I, I think there's still some magic left for all that, so you got to factor that in as well. But if you're every other team, are you also not wanting to, you want to be the team to knock them off, right? Like I feel like that's almost fuel for Duke and fuel for the other team where you, you don't want to let that happen to you. You're like you know I want to be the one that sent them home. Like this is over. <laughs> let's let's do that. So I, I think there's a definitely a lot of quality teams in that. Um, I think the Arizona one is the weakest one with the with Arizona kind of having the easiest path. But you know these are all. Early opinions, I haven't exactly studied a, a whole lot. It just came out last night. I do have some, you know, kind of March Madness tips to, to share with everyone here. Uh, the t- actual tournament, I suppose, starts on Thursday, but we do have the play-in game starting on Wednesday. Did you know that in each of the last three tournaments that we were capable of having, so when I say that, that may not be over the last three years, over the last three tournaments that we actually had, uh, one of the playing teams has advanced each year.
0: So. I don't know if I would have said that because I don't know if I would have said the last three years, but I knew, I knew there there had definitely been some success there, and that was actually the question I wanted to ask you because last year you were so very close. You had picked Michigan State to go to the Final Four, and instead they lost to UCLA in that playing game, and then UCLA went to the uh, went to the Final Four. So I was wondering which team you're picking this year, so I can pick the other one. Is it uh, Rutgers, Notre Dame, uh, Indiana, or Wyoming?
1: I don't even want to share it with you because there's a reality where I may do something as crazy like that again. Because obviously there was a potential. I saw a weakness in the bracket where I was like, you know what? These playing teams, which there is some, some math, there is some factor into that of just momentum. Momentum is your friend. We've said that on the podcast. You grew up living by this, all right? This is a very true statement right now where you get a win. Suddenly you feel invincible. You know, you these other teams haven't played. They didn't play the day before. Maybe that's an advantage. Maybe it's not a, an, an advantage. I don't know. Maybe you're tired. But I think there's something about if you're cooking, you're hot, and you're feeling good, you just keep going. Keep rolling. I don't care who's in our way. We're playing really good right now. Uh, with that being said, you want to bet on at least one 12 seed. That happens every year. It seems like a 10 seed has advanced every year as well over the last uh, four years. So th- those are just some little side tidbits here. I, I have some more facts about some random teams here, but um, man, I, I just, I don't, I don't know what to tell everybody right here. I feel like Kentucky is kind of the the sneaky number two that I would watch out for. Baylor being a familiar tournament over the last uh, couple couple years right now. I think that, that feels like it's played out a little bit, but I could be completely wrong. You know, they still earned a one seed. Same thing with Gonzaga. You know, it's, it's hard to decide are these teams still dominant or are they Weaker from the previous years after just losing guys or being younger or being you know, a little bit more predictable because you've seen them a whole lot. So I, I really wonder <laughs> how it's all going to play out. Nobody ever knows, but I, I want to take the opportunity to remind everyone to sign up for our tournament. It's entirely free. If you go to lcalcb.com, you can join the tournament. It's 100% free. First place will receive a $100 Amazon gift card as well as a podcast sweatshirt that will be mailed to you entirely free you got nothing to lose here all right you can only gain this kind of stuff as well as the bragging rights on zach and i you know you're not going to beat us but you could try you could try all right every year somebody kind of kind of knocks us off but i feel like we generally seed pretty high on this tournament so
0: the uh the winner from last year alan he has uh already already signed up so if you're looking to take a shot at last year's winner he uh he, he's already there he's already ready to go so you know please yeah please sign up make sure that he's not a two-time winner
1: all right, you want to hear some fun facts about some of these random teams in the tournament?
0: Yes, yes, I do. All
1: right, have you heard of Jelly Walker, UAB, number 12 yes. playing Houston? You're going to want to watch Jelly. Jelly's a fun guy, all right? Jelly's got 266 points off the dribble. He's He, leads, he makes more points off the dribble than anyone else in the tournament. So you're going to want to watch this guy score off the dribble. He's going to be shooting from deep. He's going to be shooting from everywhere. He's a little man. You're going to want to watch the peanut butter jelly show. All right. You're going to don't don't miss that. All right. I don't know if they're going to be able to overcome Houston. So you may only get one game out of this. But I think I think this is going to be a fun watch. All right. I think this will be entertaining. I don't know what time he's playing yet. And I don't know if the schedule's out. And even if it's not, I don't have it in front of me. But that's that's something I think just as an entertainment factor. If I was a basketball fan or just a fan of crazy things that could happen in sports, this is something I'd want to know. And if you're also looking for that, this, this is something you are going to, don't want to miss. Uh, number two that
0: game is at nine twenty, uh, on Friday,
1: number two, South Dakota, they have the best three point percentage in the tournament. Now that doesn't always mean that they're going to get off all these shots. They may be a little bit slower on offense or maybe not as capable of getting off shots on certain defenses, but being able to make more shots than other people, especially when three is more than two. Yeah, just just you know keep in the back of your mind when you fill out that bracket later you know it's a it's it's a three-point shooting game right now right isn't that how the, the game's played essentially I mean you get hot you get some shots off that's uh that's how you get a lead here so uh watch out for South Dakota uh last little tidbit here uh Vermont this is kind of a crazy stat all right Vermont has the second best rebounding percentage of all time they get 81 percent of their opponent misses 81 percent. That's second all time. So, again, this could factor in of who they played in the the conference that they were in going into the year. But regardless, I don't care who you're playing. You could play somebody good, somebody bad. If you're getting 81% of their misses, you're doing something right, and you're guaranteeing yourself the most possessions possible because you're getting every single rebound. So, purely a numbers thing here, right? Just a couple things to factor in going in. Uh, I'm sure there's a whole bunch of things you could talk about players and coaches and, you know, uh, uh, one, one last little uh tidbit here uh, wisconsin uh will be playing in wisconsin uh so it's some home, hometown love there for the first two rounds i actually believe
0: yeah because the uh uh those are in the same spot
1: uh so let's see uh let's see how much of a home crowd advantage that ends up reflecting there but is, is it gonna be exciting this year to have crowds back to have fans back to feel like this is gonna be oh, a pretty normal march madness for the most part like we're we're back in the swing of things. We all feel like we know what we're doing again. It doesn't seem like anything's going to slow us down this year. I can't wait for it. I'm so excited. Four games at a time, all day Tuesday, all day Thursday, all day Friday. Make sure you're watching. Uh, is, is there anyone else you want to kind of highlight to watch on here or any uh, sort of March uh, Madness definitely,
0: things? D- definitely have a bunch of thoughts. First thing is that uh, I think it might have been against this uh, initially, but it's definitely worked out really well, these playing games. You know, it used to be I think there was just one – 16 versus 16 matchup. Now there's two of those, and there are two of the uh, uh, like mid mid tier seeds, with it being uh, the 11 and the, oh, are they both 11? Uh, but oh, 11, 11 and a 12 uh, spot. But it's just, it's an awesome appetizer, and you don't have to wait as long. It used to be selection Sunday, obviously, happens on Sunday. Then you got to wait till Thursday. That's three and a half work days. Now there's games tomorrow. It's like, I can make it through two days of work. And today, just the, uh, you know, there's just so much of, you, you know, you're looking through stats. I'm looking at matchups, just so many opportunities. So sports gets uh, a bunch of things wrong. This is something that they, they get right. And is is really cool. Standalone games, easy, easy to watch. Uh, you know, they've been doing it in, in Dayton, I think people are liking that. I, I don't know. I could, I could hear arguments for if those would float around so other people could see them. But, you know, just just playing games. And and like you said, I, I don't think they could have imagined when they implemented it how often that this team would then upset in the next round. You're thinking, oh, okay. You know, they've played. They're probably a little more tired than the other team. They're already the lower seed, so most likely are an underdog. Uh, nope. Nope, not likely.
1: I'll, I'll be honest. I think the early treatment of these playing game was almost like a bowl game where it was like, all right, cool. You, I don't know what you win, but you, you won something. All right, here, cool. Go home and celebrate. You're you're in the tournament. But you're really yeah. not. It doesn't really mean anything because you're going to get slacked by somebody else the next day here. But the fact that that has become a momentum-building thing and a team has advanced the last three years, I mean, of course, this will be the year where, where that doesn't happen because this is there's, the history of this doesn't really factor in the future of it. But it has happened, which is the possibility and it could happen again. I don't know the likelihood of it, but it, I think that makes watching those games actually a little bit more enticing, where you, you may be watching a team that's capable of going to the Final Four, which is what happened last year. I mean, UCLA is down at halftime in this playing game. I was looking good with my <laughs> Michigan State pick early on. I'm, I think we're up like nine at halftime. And, and, and sure enough, not only does UCLA win that game, but they win almost every other game the rest of the tournament. Like, that's crazy. Only in March Madness is something like that capable of happening.
0: It, 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 it's great. It's a great, great way to start. Get a little, uh get a little preview and you just got to make sure to, you know, take, take a, a last look at your bracket Thursday, Thursday morning after the, uh, the, the Tuesday, Wednesday games. Now here's the, the part of the podcast where I'm going to ask you, like they're going to seem kind of innocent questions, but really I'm just fishing to try to figure out what your strategy is this year. And so just wondering when, when you're filling out the bracket, how much do you like, like the split between, this is what I think is going to happen, and this is what I want to root for to happen.
1: Uh, my rooting interest is almost zero. Uh, what I think is going to happen is almost my entire pick.
0: Okay, because I'm definitely – I have concerns of, as, as I'm lining this up, of, you know, I, I definitely don't want to be in a situation where I have to root for North Carolina. You know, there, there's other teams. Like, I don't want to be in a situation where I have to have to do this.
1: All right. You know what? Actually, uh, I never... UConn, you can just cross them off in the first round. They could end up winning the whole damn thing. I don't think I'm going to pick them for a round. They're, they're yeah, not,
0: right. It's like, yeah, I don't yeah. really want to root for, for UConn so that, you know, it's like you just said, like, hey, you should probably pick at least one 12 upset. You'd mentioned, mentioned Jelly. It's like, ah, do I, like, I would like to, you know, I don't want to be rooting against that guy, but, you know, you, there's other things you can do where, you know, you have them winning. You know, you have Houston beating Jelly in the first round, but then you have Illinois beating them, so it's like, Hey, if he gets hot, I'm willing to have fun with this. I only got him going one. I, I'll, I'll take the, uh, you know the, the, the the small loss for this, you know more fun ride that, that that's going on.
1: It's crazy because every scenario has essentially happened to this point, so there's no reason to be shocked by anything. Like it, it this could be, so funny. It is could be it, entirely right
0: now you're looking at it and, and you're hearing everybody and all of the experts and going, okay, yeah, this is probably how it's going to go, and we know that by Saturday you're going to look at this and go. You got to be kidding me. How did I not know that Longwood was going to beat Tennessee? Of course they, they they were going to. They got, I don't know, they got this 6-8 guy that's no one's ever seen before. Yeah, so, something like that. I don't know what it was going to be.
1: Now, I do think the seeding has gotten better over time or at least I'm less surprised by some of the the seeding chalkness of it. Like they are like the most shocking thing is if everything was chalked, but I think at the end of the day, the one seeds are generally pretty safe. Like that doesn't happen. You know, Virginia, I don't think Virginia's in this year, so I don't think uh can anticipate something like that happening so it's anything could happen i don't know if it's the one the two seeds or somebody's gonna end up in the final four that you would have never expected that you're laughing when when these brackets lock on thursday you're gonna go look at all these all your friends all your all these people that have applied uh, podcast listeners whoever you know family members and you're gonna laugh at their bracket and then a couple days later they're gonna be laughing at your bracket when they had just Guess right. this miracle right based on colors or mascots or you know what, so and so went there, so I like that school, or so and so went there, so I hate that school. So like that's that's how a lot of the decision making is made, and that's why this randomness is giving everybody an opportunity to win. You don't need to know really anything. We sound like we do because we have a podcast, but you might not have a podcast. You might not have any interest in sports at all. You still got a shot at winning this. So like I said, go sign up, LCALCB.com. It's entirely free. You just need a Yahoo email, and it's it's just log in. Fill everything out before Thursday. If you don't get it filled out before Thursday, you will not be able to compete in this because the games would start. Once they start, you can't fill it out after. So don't be the yeah, one. Yeah, 12, 12, 15, 12, 15, on Thursday. Don't be the one. It's every year. There's always a couple. They sign up. They fill out some of the bracket. They forget to finish it, or they just forgot to log in in time. And it, and it's just a wasted entry. You you just you know you're just wasting an opportunity. This is this is f- possibly free money coming your way right now.
0: Yeah, you know, the, and the game the game starts at 12:15, and usually college is pretty good. It's not like the NBA where they, you know it starts a half an hour later. So just to be safe, fill it out before noon on Thursday. You know, just just lock it in. Then then you're safe. Then you don't need to worry about it.
1: Now outside of so the my action- other
0: question for you is for our head to head or for our bet matchup. We have our podcast uh, head-to-head league. We have a little friends and family league, and then there's always a a third league that that we'll find. So kind of a best two out of three, make sure that kind of spreads it out. Are you going for, I think you, I don't know, if it was last year or have you done in the past of, you just pick the same exact bracket in all of them, and then that way you know exactly who you're rooting for.
1: Two out of the three, I think, will be a similar bracket, which will either guarantee you a victory or cost me one.
0: Okay, that, that's fair. I'm trying I'm, I'm like looking through now and trying to figure out cuz that always gets tricky uh as you get kind of into into the second round and I don't know it it, it gets nerdy and it's almost like with with fantasy football when you're in different leagues it's like well do I go with the same guys? Well, then if that guy gets hurt, then it you knows this and then you turn into a like, you you feel like you're just like a financial manager and it's just like you're hedging everywhere and it's just like, oh, uh, like th- this is so this is so lame. Like, I, I got to just if, if I think this team's going to win, I should just be confident and, and, and go with it. So I'm still trying to figure out how, how I balance that out.
1: I think, look, it would if I had the stones to just do one golden bracket and just say in three leagues, I want to fill out the same bracket because why would I want to change anything? Because I think this is the winning bracket. I would love to have the stones to do that. But the reality is there's just no way of actually having like you're better off just changing it because the odds of this happening are next to none so if anything you're you're better off trying trying to do three completely different brackets just hoping that some combination of two of them is enough to defeat you know whatever strategy you end up going with i I think for the most part you're gonna want at least on average let's say two and a half of the same final four in all three brackets if that makes any sense
0: you gotta okay. have at least
1: two of the same final four possibly three i think to to actually lock have it up
0: you have you filled any brackets out and have any of them been any of the, the, the three that we are, uh, that we're going head to head in?
1: No, no. I, I refuse to fill out a bracket until, uh, until after the playing games.
0: Oh, oh, so you're really waiting. You're going to wait that Thursday morning. Yeah. It didn't, didn't something happen last year that, uh, you, you were very concerned that, uh, you thought maybe that there was some ch- 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 chicanery going on, something that wasn't fair. I, I want to make sure that doesn't
1: happen this year. I believe you were distracting me uh, from making any sort of adjustments before you it's like you know I, I want to promote this podcast bracket as much as anyone else and then Zach just hands me all these uh you know must do honey-do list things of the last second day of to try and push out this bracket to everyone you know he's just trying to make get all this free labor out of me seconds before the tournament starts well I should while I should be focusing on that he's like oh you, sh- you should do this we need to get more guys to sign up so you know Work, worker order over here from uh, from Zach, I can I can expect to ignore that this year of just saying, you know what, I'm going to get my own bracket taken care of this year. I'll, I'll be sure to share the broadcast bracket with everybody, as many, as many people as I possibly can get to sign up. I will do that. But the hours leading up to the final noon on Thursday, those are going to be mine now because I, I feel like you generally take those away from me. And, li- and then, you know what, last year it might have worked, it might have not worked. Either way, I'm not letting you have it this year. So th- this year it's... It's yeah, th- I'm, I'm I'm thinking that was
0: maybe a mistake on my part, not letting you tinker at the very last second. Yeah, that, so yeah, oops, 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 on me.
1: I can't encourage you to tinker either. I I, I do think uh, that that's kind of why I like to fill out the bracket the day before because I think your first uh, first guess, first opinion, whatever comes to mind first, you got to fill out that first bracket like that, and then the second one you can maybe do some more research on or or base it on you know whatever other science or statistics or history or what happened in the previous years. Uh, on that. But I think you got to go with one of them blind on just entirely gut. And then the other two, you want to actually put some effort in of, you know, some sort of random logic you have convinced yourself is rational because it's not, and it doesn't work, but you have to buy into it somehow.
0: Yeah, there's, there's no, there's no perfect <laughs> way of, of doing it. And it's just fun that you can fill out multiple brackets. And I think you're almost better off if you, fill out different parts of a bracket in different head spaces. Like do one, like as soon as you wake up in the morning, fill out one, one region. And then later on do it, you know, right, right after lunch and then do one after you've uh, had a couple cocktails. And then one, you wake up in the middle of the night and do it. I don't know. Just you're all over the place. And then that way, I, maybe, maybe that'll work. I don't know.
1: I, I do think there's something to be said about maybe looking at some of the betting lines as well of seeing, Oh wow, I'm I'm not the only one who thinks this is gonna happen. This this seems to be like becoming a predictable upset. Like maybe maybe I go the other way where it feels like this almost feels like it's too likely to happen and I'd be better off having the advantage of picking the favorite, who is still the favorite of of, of, <laughs> of advancing now because it it shifted so much to the other side. I I, I do think you it's worth checking that out as well. You know, what What does everyone else know? You know, at the end of the day, this was a ranked team that had a better season than the other team. They, they should be a better team because of that. That's not always the truth, but sometimes that's exactly what happens. They're just a bigger, bigger team with, you know, bigger budget, bigger, uh, you know, recruiting, bigger guys. And and it ends up just being a better team. Yeah, I'm sure there's plenty of nice underdogs out there. There's going to be one underdog, though, that nobody saw coming that's going to advance farther than anyone anticipated. Now I, let me ask you this how many of the teams from last year's success do you think will actually be a threat this year like are you anticipating UCLA Gonzaga Baylor like are all these guys kind of kind of be back in the mix or because they all kind of fell into different seating to some degree and I don't know if they had quite as successful season as they did last year, but something has to be said about being there before, right I mean half these teams this are new guys every year. I think the the more vets you have, there has to be some advantage to that. There's definitely going to be full arenas this year, so that'll make things
0: a little bit different. But it, it's tricky. The, the expectations are different. Where UCLA was in the play-in game, so they lose that game. It's just, oh, well, would have been nice if they won the play-in game, but okay, then they make a, a run to the Final Four, where now it's, well, we're a four seed this year, so we should do even better than we did last year. We're not in 11 or a 12. I don't remember what they, what they were last year. So the expectations are different, where uh, you kind of wrapped all these teams together, and I, I get from, from, from last year where Baylor's a, uh, a one seed, they were number one in the country in the AP poll for, for a stretch. So they've had national, uh, championship expectations for, for a while now. So I was surprised that they stumbled in their, uh, in their conference tournament. I kind of thought that they were going to kind of be set up for, for success there, but it, it, it's, it's always tricky. Putting too much stock into what happened in the uh, in the conference tournaments because there's definitely some teams that uh, don't take it as seriously, knowing that hey you know, we, already, we already had a good season. Would we like to win this? Yes, but you know what? If we bow out a little early, that's another extra day or two of rest, and we'll be really ready for for the tournament. And you know maybe that that loss stings a little more than the the champion trophy championship trophy would have been going into into the tournament.
1: All right, we got about 20 minutes left in the podcast here. There's three topics I want to get to. I want to remind everyone again to sign up. LCALCB.com. Sign up is free. Join the bracket. See if you got a shot against us. You're not going to beat us, but you can try. Maybe you got a shot at actually winning some money. How, how great would it be if we just donated this money to ourselves this year? Like We didn't even have to give it to anybody. We, we just Haven't I won more than once? No, 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 no. We had to give it
0: to somebody. I'm pretty sure I won at least one year, and we had to give it to the second place guy because it just wasn't fair.
1: Yeah, it really wasn't. I actually think uh, that might have been
0: the first year we didn't have like as many people uh, entering. But yeah, people got to enter. I I I shouldn't be the one that that wins the uh, the the podcast one.
1: Or maybe you should. You got a podcast, man. Maybe maybe you should. What's I did in
0: in the past. uh, The past weekend, I did go to six college basketball games. So I I mean, I, I take this very seriously.
1: All right. The other reminder is Zach and I make a bet every year. If you're a fan of the podcast, you're familiar with some of these bets. Some announcements with all that will be coming up shortly. We'll try and get some stuff out. We might, uh, we might do the wheel and eliminate some options every week as we get closer and closer to see what the actual consequence will be. Or we may just, just announce everything on Thursday before everything starts. I, I don't know. We haven't decided there. We have some good options. There's a, there's a couple things I want to throw out there. I got one more idea that came to me this week. We were just skiing yesterday. little little chilly out there you know it wasn't the coldest of days but you know we've been uh we've been exercising a little bit more what do you think of a bet consequence where you got to ski down the mountain shirtless all right is that a terrible consequence or something uh completely unhealthy because i mean you would have the choice of what day you know it has to be done before the next tournament starts so i imagine you'd be focusing on next winter unless you were planning on traveling you know, at some point in the middle of the summertime here, somewhere you could actually ski, which is a possibility. But that also might be a bigger and colder mountain. So I like that even more, where that's that gets factored into all of this. It's just a random idea. Do you idea,
0: have to ride the chairlift up with no shirt on, or can you take your shirt off at the top?
1: I'm thinking it's got to come off at the top. All right, I, I think the chairlift is putting yourself at too much of a health risk where this now becomes dangerously silly for zero gain. Okay. I just uh,
0: adding it to the list. I
1: just thought it, I thought it was fair game It seemed like something we could both do, you know. Let, let, let's throw off those beach bods in the winter right now and uh and then you know I think it's it's a goofy silly thing that would be punishing that would film well that I think people would like to watch us suffer through. All right? Imagine how beat All red right, you would yep. be by the bottom of the hill. Oh, big time. Yeah. Imagine imagine if you fell. Oh, I don't want to imagine that. Oh, That'd be no. terrible. Uh oh.
0: I I also oh. think road
1: rash i also think this would be something easily do- easy to document as well you know we could easily film it, no problem the whole way down i got the camera equipment it's super easy to set up and i think that's another thing is when we come up with these back consequences some of them aren't as easy to document so uh it's hard to share with everybody the, the actual punishment of them this this one i think actually documents really well so throw that on the wheel we got some other options on there you, you want to share some of the other options
0: uh, sure. Uh, we had uh 24 hours in a Waffle House. There was talk of maybe a, a different type of uh, restaurant. Uh, 5K and the other team's jersey, beer mile, weird facial hair. Uh, has to give a book presentation on the pod. Uh, fat head of the of the winner. Uh, embarrassing grocery store run. Uh, license plate outline or a bumper sticker. Uh, have to make a music video, and now we have the uh, ski down the mountain shirtless.
1: <laughs> Well, one of us will be doing one of those consequences following the tournament. It's it's not going to be me because I'm going to win again this year. Zach's Zach team's cursed all oh, I'm I'm
0: saying way away from you uh, beforehand. I'm gonna let you I'm gonna let you tinker away. Although I'm gonna the, lock mine in. I might lock mine in tonight, and then I'll just be ready to go and don't oh, need to worry
1: about it. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Sleep well for the next couple of nights. Just knowing it's all locked in, all done. You got nothing to worry about. Nothing yeah, to well, change. Nothing oh, to tinker. Yeah.
0: I for sure sleep well because it's already locked in. I don't even need to worry
1: about yeah. it. Wait till somebody gets hurt in this playing game t- uh, tomorrow night and Wednesday night, and you have nothing to change then, right? Because you, you, it's locked in. Who cares? You didn't pick any of them.
0: Wait, hold on. Didn't Johnny Juzang get hurt in the playing game last time?
1: As far as I know, Johnny got hurt in every round last year and was somehow <laughs> still healthy in the final four because he was like, di- if he if they had a fantasy marker on him in the first day, it was day to day. And then the second round, think, two days later, he was like doubtful with an ankle injury or something like that, and somehow managed think, to get yeah, through. I
0: think I might have, uh, I might have made. I, I don't. I probably didn't pick UCLA to uh, to win. I know they they struggled last year, uh, so because I think they lost like the first round of their uh, of the Pac-12 tournament. So even more, so was just like, nope. So, but I think if I had picked them to win, and then I found out that their best player who like led them to victory. Seemed to pr- quite possibly have a severe ankle sprain. I probably would have tinkered with it. and law, I don't sound like an idiot.
1: All right. Two more topics, tw- 15 minutes left in the podcast here. KG retirement party last night for the Boston Celtics. How much fun was that to see the actual original Big Three reunion? The Ray Allen hug, the Big Three hug. Pierce comes in, all three of them. Everybody's there. Uh, an emotional night for KG. I, d- I wasn't able to watch the game, but I watched uh, a lot of the highlights of the ceremony. Watching KG, uh, the banner rise as in the air tonight plays is great. Great feeling. Great to have him back. I'm glad he's a Celtic. I Some of the happiest times is watching him play. Some of my favorite basketball teams to ever watch was a team that KG was on with those other guys and Paul Pierce and Ray Allen. It, w- it was a really great reunion. I, I, I thought they do, do a good job for all this. It it feels like it's more relevant in Boston because of the number, num- number of numbers hanging in the rafters that, that just matters a little bit more. I don't know if this translates to other franchises quite as much, but this is a big deal for us. It's, it's, it should be a big deal for the NBA. This is a really good player that we got a chance to celebrate one more time. I, it's a shame we didn't get a chance to go to this game. This really would have been a fun one to be at. Just the, the amount of the reunion, I didn't anticipate it being that that important and that relevant. But with the amount of COVID stuff over the last couple of years, it's just nice to see a lot of in-person live events you know, actually matter. So I I, nothing but nice things to say about that. Were you shocked that Ray Allen showed up? Uh, I I was a little bit surprised.
0: Uh, but it seemed like things had been thawing on that. There was the one video from All Star with the uh the top seventy five where it looked like Ray had snubbed KG, but then you saw there were pictures of them later. So it seemed like this had kind of been uh sort of advertised. And I think I was listening. I think it was the uh, the Celtics uh, Lockdown podcast. They had mentioned. You know this is uh from you know the late 2000s like early th- 2010s and it's been over a decade and just after a decade you know that's feuds beefs y- y- you gotta squash them w- once they go that long it's it's time to it's time to figure things out and I think that's probably where they are uh wonder if Ray Allen's kind of wondering hey 20, 20 can get put up in the, in the, in the rafters there. Like if, if, uh, I don't have a good relationship with anybody in Boston, it's definitely not going to help. So I think maybe this is the, uh, I got to kind of, kind of soften things up. Maybe do a little more, uh, work at my end.
1: Now, if you saw the actual ceremony, KG was actually vocal in acknowledging Ray Allen and actually saying you're next. Do you think there's a chance we're going to hang Ray's number up? I don't know. I mean, Obviously, when Paul Pierce left, no one's getting
0: 34, and then when KG left, no one got number five. Guys have worn number 20. Gordon Hayward wore 20, and I didn't feel like it was that weird. I definitely thought it would be weird if anybody was wearing 34, and I, I'm not sure how it would have been with uh, with KG. See, this is one of
1: those where, because we're the Celtics, and there's, what, like, 20 numbers hanging, it's like, well, you gotta be a certain level versus... What did OKC retired? What's what's his name's number? And it's like Ray would if Ray played one day over there, he'd he'd be retired over there. But it's a different. All right, yeah. If Ray played one game for OKC tomorrow, they would retire his number ahead of Nick Collison. But they don't have guys like that. Versus Boston, with the success of all Bill Russell, Larry Bird, just a number of awesome players throughout the years. It feels like Ray doesn't crack that list. But if it's any other franchise, I think he does. So I, I don't know. It, it seems like uh, at this point in time, there's no real reason to keep him out. As well as why not have one more ceremony because it ticket sales and and he's not like a he's still a beloved guy. I think he's still you know aged really well in terms of his likability. I don't know if Boston you know cares quite as much as KG does about the loyalty of all that. I mean, did you really dislike Ray Allen entirely? Like would you. Like, I I felt like I, I felt like because he won the championship with Miami it felt like he made the right decision and it's hard to argue against that so I I kind of it, it was the more beef that with that. he
0: left he left Boston to go to a rival so it's 10 years later so I'm I'm much softer on it and just I think I'm with what I said before of hey it's been over a decade like let, let's move on don't need to it, it wasn't the worst thing in the world but at the time it was Hey, we're competing for a championship. We got the big three in here. We've had a little bit of a little bit of a struggle here. Like, if we stick together, we're definitely we're gonna get uh, a second one. And then you know, just didn't just leave. He didn't go to the Western Conference. He we just went right down to right down to South Beach, who, who was our rival. So, I, I I I don't I don't think it was that long ago that he would not be going to this event and that he would be getting heavily booed when he was announced.
1: Possibly. I think we'll get and you there. say,
0: and I, you say, Oh, well, there's so many retired numbers. So it makes sense that we just retire more. We have some many re- so many retired numbers because we've had so many great players roll through. And I think KG was on, on the bubble. Paul Pierce only won one championship, but he was there for pretty much his, you know, his, his entire career. Definitely the, the prime of his career drafted there and everything where I, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but if you look up in those rafters, those retired numbers, those are multi-time NBA champions, not one-time. So I think w- once you get down to Ray Allen, you're really going down the list. But I also get that more and more guys are getting retired, more and more of doing these uh, these things as you're trying to like help get free agents, and this is a recruiting tool. And like you said, it's like you're you're just you're printing money. And so from a financial standpoint, I can see it. But from a hey, we only want to have the absolute best out there. It's like, I just don't think he makes the cut he, he wasn't in Boston for all that long and you, you gotta draw the line somewhere
1: do you think Rondo would make make the cut
0: I think Rondo would be closer than than Ray Allen because he he was here longer
1: I see I don't I don't know like I'm not mad about that that's that, that's 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 a good argument it's a, it's a fair argument I, I just the big three I think there's gotta be there's gotta be other things
0: you can do you know, almost like when, when a guy comes back, there are different levels of the like the thank you return package that they do. So
1: you wanna have like a Ray like, Allen I, I don't know, bobblehead like night? A, I
0: don't know if it's Ray Allen bobblehead night, but it's something something like that. Of you just you just don't get your number retired. Maybe like you get your name retired or something, but to just say like no one will ever wear twenty again because Ray Allen wore it for the few years that he was in Boston when they won a championship with him.
1: Well, I I think there's something to be said about championships being harder to win now, to some degree, with more teams, better players, smarter drafters, better run organizations. Where the one chip, I think, get to the accolade, I think it's it's more than enough. And I look at all these other franchises retiring Nick Collison, man. And sure, maybe we have yeah, well, a higher standard a, because of that. But I, I just feel a like weird one. we're eventually going to get to the point where it's like, you know, I can't believe Ray's numbers not retired. You know, Nick Collison's numbers you hanging think up. So? I, I think, man, I think five years. Uh, did, five years. When
0: when they when they announced it, did he not get booed at all?
1: No, I don't. I don't. Well, KG not was, even a little bit. Look, KG was all about it, man. I'm telling you, this was different. The whole I, point. I wonder the- if
0: that was. I wonder if that was Ray Allen. I talked to him. And maybe this is part of the thing beforehand. Because like, I don't want to come to your retirement ceremony, and when I come out there for there to be just a rousing of boos, because this is gonna be so embarrassing for me.
1: Look, I think the second Ray showed up, that was all that needed to happen. And he doesn't have to show up. He really doesn't. There was no reason for him to be there yesterday. But he was there because he knew he wanted to be part of this. He knew what it meant to KG. He knew what it meant to the fans. Like, he, And it also felt like an opportunity to actually close everything off and end it in, in a clean way where it was like, no, this is what it was all about. This is what what it should be about. And I, I, I think within the next five years, for sure, we'll have a Ray Allen retirement. And I think it'll be interesting to see if Rondo sneaks in before him or after him because if Rondo gets in, I know Ray will get in. And if Ray gets in, I feel like we kind of got to put Rondo in as well. Like, there's no way. They're either both out or they're both in. I don't
0: think that's how it works. It's not some sort of like, hey, yeah, you were on the championship today. Like, are we just going to put Perk in, too? It's like, no, this should be for the, like, top of the line elite guys that, like, changed your franchise. Paul Pierce did that because he was here for, like I said, for, like, bases like his entire career. And when KG came, he brought, like, just that. No one's going to mess with this attitude that I think propelled us to the championship. And Ray, everyone knows, was the third guy. And Rondo was was the young guy. And, yes, they were on the team. They were contributors. They were starters. They were main guys. But that doesn't put you in the rafters, especially in Boston.
1: All right. Little of column A, little of column B here. Well, I'm not going to fight you <laughs> well, on you, that. You, gonna... you, you set the line. So that's, that, that's bold of you. I like it. Five years. Five years. I think five
0: years. Do you know? I saw earlier and I was surprised. And you are talking about well run organizations. And for sure, the championship was with Boston, not with Minnesota. But KG's number is retired in Boston as of yesterday. It is not retired in Minnesota.
1: It's not retired because they don't want to retire. It's, It's not retired because he doesn't want to retire it there. They've tried to set up the ceremony multiple times. When he was trying to buy the team, that was going to be the year they were going to do it. And then he got screwed out of all of that for a variety of reasons that were unfair, unjust, and just just shouldn't have ever happened. They should have allowed him. Whoever ended up getting the team should have made a piece for KG. It would have cost nobody anything. It could have given a half percent of anything. It would have been fine. Just get him involved over there so that we could make all this happen. They, they had a chance for all that, but he they let they screwed that up in every way possible. Right? Now he doesn't want any part uh, to do with them, and that's fine. You know I, I think it's a sad part that he spent that many years over there, but a lot of things go wrong with Minnesota over there. They, they're not a very good team. I think the Marbury thing was a, a frustrating thing where he's suddenly able to play with his childhood friend and then his childhood friend just gets up and traded to to New York or wherever I don't even remember where he ended up that that was mind blowing and then he's denying this Boston trade for probably 2 years before he finally gives in they do the Ray Allen trade and he's like oh we it's it's like that okay i guess i'm in now but it took convincing i, I just think th- <laughs> look Minnesota screwed this up in every way possible they could he could easily have his number retired there they they definitely wanted it to be retired and they there still might be a chance. <laughs> I, I I'll bet this though. I'll bet Ray Allen's numbers retired in Boston before KG's numbers retired in Minnesota. I will lock that up right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's messed up. Yeah, there's definitely a bunch of non-basketball things going there. But just on the, uh, how do you not want KG to be around your organization? This is baffling to me.
1: Uh, we got five minutes left here. I saw one other weird thing in the NBA yesterday. I've never seen this before. It makes total sense that something like this could happen. It just seems like it shouldn't happen in a professional setting. Did you see the... I think it was OKC and the Grizzlies yesterday. They both come out of the locker room. They take off the warm-ups. They're both wearing white jerseys in an NBA <laughs> game. There's no away-colored jersey team. They're both wearing white jerseys. and there's, there's They ended up delaying the game. The game got delayed because somebody had to go change. It just wasn't... <laughs> But there's there's a couple of pictures where they're like getting ready to do the jump ball and everybody's in white jerseys. It's like all looks like the whole same team is out there right now. Uh, I've never seen was anything it like that. Somebody
0: made a mistake or was it poor planning?
1: Man, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't really hear. I didn't look. I didn't put enough details into like how it got screwed up. I mean, I, I don't know if this is a fireable offense. It it just seems like a pretty thing. It seems like an easy thing that could be avoided. As well as once you have the warm ups on, like I feel like there's always some guy that takes off his warm up early. Like shouldn't you be able to do yeah. the math there where it's like wait a minute his, his warm-up's off and he is he just a bench guy that knows he's not playing tonight and he's just got the wrong jersey on or does he actually think he's gonna come out and play in the white because I'm wearing white underneath and I can see he's wearing white like why they should have it should have gotten this far to the point where there's a picture of everyone getting ready to do a jump ball all, all wearing the same uniform it should have gotten that far is more of my part of the story uh I haven't seen anything like that happen though I I've certainly had some some jersey frustrations in the in the past of making some own uh, human errors, <laughs> poor judgments, and poor planning of, of, of my jersey history. But we don't need to get into all of that right now. But I, I haven't seen anything like this, at least in a professional setting before. Uh, have you?
0: It, now that you've brought it up, it was, I think, like a couple of weeks ago in a, uh, a college basketball game, a smaller college basketball game, it was like a maroon versus a dark red team. And just having it on, or maybe it was a maroon and a black team. It just they were definitely different colors but when you watched it it was this is uh this is a little tough to follow uh,
1: officiating must be insane I think that's the most do you think unfair maybe they should have gone with uh
0: with shirts and skins
1: no no I I think they they' professionals they could go get uniforms at the gift shop what did they do did they
0: just did the home team have to go to like the uh like the gift shop and I, just get those uh those uniforms
1: I I have no idea I imagine there has to be trainers though that just have backup jerseys. In, in jer- like, what if you get blood on it? Like, there has to be backup uniforms somewhere for any reason. I don't know if you have the different alternate version of that uh, that jersey as well though.
0: There just has to be. Yeah, because if you got blood on it, you'd still need the same jersey. It wasn't like if you got blood on the home jersey, you could just grab the away jersey and it'd be fine.
1: Are, are you sure we couldn't just put like the uh, the the penny over it, or the, the cover over it, like a little thin uh, breathable? That's uh, what I was saying. Shirts and skins, man. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely a uh, a big uh, big
0: oopsie, and I I wouldn't be surprised if someone got fired over it.
1: Oh man, I hope not. I I didn't really think it was that that worthy. I think it's it's much more laughable. How many
0: jobs do you have? If that's one of them, that's probably one of like, like your main one. It's like, what jersey are we uh, wearing tonight? Okay, I got to make sure to bring the jersey with uh, the, the the that's got more color on it.
1: I actually think you have to blame the home team. Because the the road team would only wear white if the home team was like we're wearing the alternate ones. Otherwise, if you're That's the road team, would you would always wear the, the, the uh, a, a jersey of a different color. You wouldn't. Cause home team in, in basketball is generally wearing the white jersey. I don't know if you know that. That's generally how it all goes. It's been alternated a little bit over time so they can promote certain jerseys and they get a chance to wear those. It's generally black is the alternate one. You kind of have your, your team color, white, your team color, color, and then you have a black alternative. Sometimes when the teams want to wear the black alternatives, the road team will then wear their white versions of it. That, that's kind of how it goes down. So imagine if the road team was wearing white, it means the home team had anticipated wearing that alternate one. And when they don't show up with the alternate ones, I feel like it's on them for screwing that up, because there's no reason the road team had to go out of their way essentially to wear the white jerseys. From I would think everything so. from everything I've learned in the history of basketball, that that's kind of how that works. So I don't know who to hold uh, responsible me- here. <laughs>
0: I get the alternates. You know, you you make more money. It's just like it's a little flashier. There's something a little special about it. But the home team's wearing white, away team is wearing their team colors. It's just it's a system. And it, it works so well. It just it seems like we're overthinking it to deviate and go into these other these other options.
1: Now in football, it's the opposite way, which makes it yeah. even makes even less sense to me. It's like we couldn't make this universal. It's really easy. It doesn't have to be that way, but it, it is that way. I just think if you're tuning into a game, it's easier knowing. Who's who immediately if the if that's the philosophy across all sports? Can we just can we just lock that in right now? We we'll just say th- this is it. This is the way it should be.
0: Well, no, we can't change it now because I know that it's <laughs> it's different for basketball and football. But in general, yes, for both sports, the way they're doing it, keep doing it that way.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we're gonna keep doing it this way. Make sure you sign up for the bracket, LCA, LCB. Free sign up, chance to win a hundred dollar Amazon gift card. Fill everything out before Thursday. Otherwise, none of your picks will count. And keep an eye out for Zach's bet consequence here. Uh, I'm definitely going to win this year, so you're going to have to kind of figure out what he's going to end up doing. You know what? I did it last year. I'm going to do it again this year. Guaranteed victory. Guaranteed victory. He did
0: guarantee victory last year.
1: Guaranteed victory. Two for two. He said he
0: was going to cheat as well, but that didn't happen. The
1: only thing I'm worried about is I felt like the curse of Tom Brady leaving was only affecting you. And now that he came back... The week of March Madness, I feel like the curse has kind of spread on to me a little bit. Like, I feel like there's, it's just rubbing off on me. Like, I I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. I, I feel a little misfortunate. Like, he's going to somehow get back to me and somehow. When he was announced the unretirement and there really wasn't a team attached to it, in the back of my mind, I was like, what if he just came back to the Patriots? Like, what could we do this year with Tom Brady? Could, could it be? <laughs> but, anyways, enjoy the tournament this week. We'll have tons of news next week. Sign up, sign up, sign up. Can follow zach at his twitter which is wicked Man 24 i'll be posting a link for the
0: for the for the madness all all week long if you uh, can't find it
1: enjoy the tournament it's gonna be a fun one Little column A, little column B.